0: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Thursday, February the 23rd. Coming up, more on those food shortages hitting supermarkets in Kent at the moment. Plus, you can hear from the former criminal who's turned his life around after having to make a final call to his mum from behind prison bars. But first today, a mum and dad say their family are lucky to be alive after an explosion at their flat in East Morling. Earlier in the week, we told you how the blast blew out the front window of the property on Catlin Close on Sunday evening. While Megan Holland and her husband Lee were both taken to hospital suffering from burns, they've been speaking to reporter Ben Austin.
1: The kid was in the bath. His bathroom in the bath. One of the neighbours knocked on the door. Uh, come in. Walked into the kitchen. Megan said who's that darling? I said it's Curtis and she stuck her head through and alright oh, yeah, bathing the kids, hello sort of thing. Walked back to the Towards the bathroom as she entered the bathroom felt this massive surge of heat and all of a sudden she just went yeah. and obviously and the after the, the injuries that we've obtained as well and uh after the surge and the, the bang looked around to see that there was no windows or anything left left in the property at all um, and yeah that's that's, that's all, that's all. A bit of a blur, blur from there, there yeah. yeah. Just like my hair was alight. Yeah, I remember you running in with your hair alight and patting her down, uh, toilet rolls was alight. Um, just, the very
2: thing was just
1: get the kids out of the bath and yeah, my neighbours come downstairs. Get out, of, get out of the place. And we just give the kids to the neighbours. Yeah. yeah. Fire brigade turned up and said, um <laughs> as we were walking out, can you evacuate the building? Is it the people in the uh, people in the flats above, which the chair, everyone's in, at home, as we believe. We need to evacuate the building because we can smell gas, um, so they evacuated the building and then spent the fire brigade took me and Megan to the neighbours opposite and showered us down. Obviously my hair it was a my face was a so yeah. it, was, it was one minute standing there
2: talking, sorting the kids out. and then, and next thing been just massive
1: surge of light, as I say, massive surge of heat. Yeah, it wasn't a big fireball. Did you feel right? build pressure building yeah. beforehand? Yeah. yeah,
2: No, not beforehand, no. No, yeah, I it, yeah, in the kitchen.
1: Oh, could I couldn't
2: look
1: the... where I was, no. Yeah, yeah. In, from, it, and it felt like it come from the front room towards us. Because that's obviously where the... And my mate's oh. head was the light as well, the neighbour. And you was right yeah. down yeah. by the front door. I was right down this. by the
2: front door. So I was there up this end, I'm down this end. Yeah. So it
1: must have gone through the whole place for me to get it, and obviously well, I had my back towards them, the and my, my face is burnt, so I don't quite know how it happened, I'm just lucky the children were in the bath yeah, at time. Yeah, in the bath, obviously it's a wet room, so I've got a Gorilla Bucket from work, Was suitable, but luckily it's rubber. and. It's the only
2: window
1: that didn't go out. the we'll only well. window, yeah. It's like we can say, luckily, someone's looking down
0: on us. As you heard at the beginning of that interview, neighbour Curtis Bartley-Ray had called at the property just moments before the explosion. He was also injured and has been speaking to Ish.
3: All we felt was this gust of energy and a burst of heat hit us. The only thing I remember was my hair was on fire um, I couldn't see properly. I rushed into my house to check on my... I got a three-month-old three baby. I rushed into checking on my baby and my partner. I got in the shower to rinse all the burns off and cool them down. I was in the shower for about ten minutes. Like I play a lot of um games, like console games. And I play this one game... Uh, it's a, a swap tactical breach and clear, and it felt like someone like exploded the room. I don't. I didn't even notice the windows until I got outside. Like I suffer with mental health, really bad mental health, and um, I've got ADHD and I've got um, I'm on the autistic spectrum. So, a normal life to me does have his troubles. After the incident, I'm still going through a whole load of more. I don't know if it's life or life injuring. I've had a x-ray as I spoke to you on the phone. Um I've got a pain in my left side. I don't know if they suspect, well they don't suspect, I have a suspicion that I've ruptured my spleen or I've ruptured something in my, in my, ab, well, abdominal. Now I can't even just go near a cookhole, go near a kitchen or go, I can't even eat food, I haven't eaten for four days. I don't sleep well because I already have bad mental health as it is. Um... I uh, every time there's a loud bang or anything, I wake up and I can't go to sleep, and my partner has to comfort me. It's just not, I'm normally a happy person, and I love food, and I'm not, I'm, I'm a, 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 a daredevil. If you get it, or like I like adrenaline, like I'm an athlete, or I, I like to, I'm a. I, I work with metal fabricators. So we've got a lot of gas tanks and that and I I said to my wife, I can't I can't go in there. I'm scared. I'm scared I'm even scared of my house. Like I've got a three month old like I've said I, I I don't want them in my house. I don't want them in the house no more. It's not safe to me. I don't feel safe no more.
0: As you heard there, it's still not known what caused the explosion. The Housing Association say they're investigating and have arranged temporary accommodation for the family. Kent Online News. Other top stories on the site today include one showing the moment a car was torched in Gravesend. The doorbell footage shows a person in a hoodie pouring liquid over the vehicle, which was parked outside a hair salon in Parrick Street in the early hours of the morning. A fight also broke out a few hours later and one person was stabbed, four men have been charged. A man who barged and kicked a passenger while getting into a lift at Ashford International Station has been placed under a curfew. A court heard Ryan Giles clash with the man and raised his fist when it happened in October 2021. The 29-year-old from Stade Street has been told he won't be able to go out between eight at night and six in the morning for four weeks. A stranger has tried to snatch a pushchair carrying children in Faversham. Natasha Bai was walking along Preston Street with her toddler son and baby daughter when two people approached her acting suspiciously. She said she had to yank the buggy away from one of them. We're told police are investigating. A shoplifter found with a knife at Bluewater has been jailed for six months. The 46-year-old from Derby admitted all offences after being caught stealing at the shopping centre last Wednesday. Now, if you've been to a supermarket recently, chances are you may have seen quite a few empty shelves. Bad weather in Spain, North Africa and here in the UK K has led to a shortage of fruit and vegetables and one that Kemp farmer reckons it's something that could last for at least another couple of months. Trevor Bradley's farm is in Wingham near Canterbury. He's been speaking to our colleagues from KMTV.
3: The first
2: uh, uh, hard bit was actually getting the crop to grow this year in, in dust-like conditions. And then when we got it, we had it looking pretty, pretty good Uh, and then when you get minus five to minus seven for two weeks running the crop deteriorates Uh, we we lost pretty well all the crop all the cauliflower crop that was in head in a cauliflower head at that time so we have to wait to wait for Catch up all the time. We're going to see quite a shortage in vegetables
3: at least for another month, two months.
0: Farmers and shoppers aren't the only ones suffering. Those trying to run food banks in the county are also struggling to get supplies. I've been speaking to Neil Charlick, who's from Gillingham Street Angels.
2: It's always been busy with us, and we get a lot of people come through. So it's around about 15 and a half thousand people a month are coming through the food bank and then the soup kitchens on top of that. So it's probably about sixteen thousand people being fed. The first time ever for us really we've actually now struggling to get food we're getting food but we're starting to not get enough food and we've always aimed to get certain kinds of food so it's always been meat vegetables bread fruit things that are healthy so people can have a proper meal and as i've just sent as you've seen the email i've sent you we're starting to find it increasingly frustrating with not being able to get the food and people are now they've almost like they it's a they, they deserve it or they they're supposed to get it it's our job we're a we're a voluntary organisation doing it off of our own backs. We're not funded by anyone. You know, like kind of, this is not, we don't have to. We're not the or Trust. So people to be abusive that we're not getting enough meat or we're not getting enough food from is is outrageous, really. Our, those ladies who run that food bank, they're all volunteers. They go there, four o'clock in the morning, we start collecting food. To then be abused is, is horrendous.
0: And where do your supplies come from, Neil? Can you just explain how you do get the food that you're able to give out?
2: So Morrison's on uh, in Sittingbourne, the large distribution warehouse, they very kindly, a guy called Cliff there, gives us a lot of food every day. So that's our big supplier. We've then got Ocado, Breaks, Kent Frozen Foods, Sainsbury's, Asda, Tesco's, pre- pretty much all of them. But what a lot of these places are doing, say the co-op, for instance, where we were getting a large amount of food from the co-op from different stores every day, a lot of these organisations are using Too Good To Go or they're reducing food. So where it would have come to us now, they get it, they're selling it themselves, they're selling it or reducing it. So it's not making its way through to the charity. And the general public that used to be able to donate haven't got the money to. So people haven't got the money to go and buy a bag of food and give it to these charities now. I walk past the, the kind of the bins in the shops where they used to be full of things. Now people just can't afford to do it.
0: And obviously if that produce isn't in the supermarkets in the first place, then they're not going to be able to pass it on to you if it's reaching its sell-by date, I suppose. Is that how it would normally work? <laughs>
2: There's there's big there's big problems with that at the moment obviously we've seen on the news you know we went through eggs we've gone through milk there seems to be well, whatever that I keep away from politics I don't understand it I just like to do my own thing and um, there is a lot of stuff happening but there seems to be constant problems with food coming through so you know we've got we've got farms in this country surely we should be producing our own food and keeping it you know keeping it local with that Kent is a massive that's right with the Garden of England we've got lots of farms here we've got lots of businesses here Something's going wrong,
0: and as you mentioned earlier, Neil. Unfortunately, some people who have wanted to use the food bank have then turned nasty because they they think, well, I should be getting more food and it and it's not here. I mean, that's that is really sad to see something like that. Have you spoken to the volunteers and and how has it made them feel or how has it made you feel? It's, it's
2: very frustrating for them. They do, you know, they they they're the front end. So I'm lucky. I just sit behind a desk. You know, I've got an amazing team of do stuff all you know from whether they're driving around collecting food distributing food it's a very difficult job and they deal with difficult people every day obviously people's mental health is a massive struggle for them to be abused as well it's just not is not nice and some of the things that people say we know we're going to get people abused the system but we've, we've tried to stick to our kind of the way we want it to work which is not be judgmental People are struggling. If you've always been able to look after your family, then you have to use the food bank. It's difficult for people to come along, and there is a long queue there. Sometimes that can be an hour to get that food. But there's not a lot we can do about that. We're giving out free food. We're a service we work in. You know, we've got, we're have got. we lucky. We've got some very good local connections, good partnerships with other charities, uh, Medway Council, supermarkets. We're very lucky. But it is a free service. We are trying to do our best to look after the community, to then be abused and people being nasty to people who want to come and give their time, just not fair.
0: Now, if you've been affected by the food shortages, we would like to hear your story. You can message us via our socials, just search for Kent Online or you can email news at thekmgroup.co.uk Kent Online reports. Around 12,000 asylum seekers are going to have their claims fast-tracked as part of plans to tackle a growing backlog of cases. Some people who cross the channel to Kent from Afghanistan, Syria, Eritrea, Libya and Yemen will be given a 10-page questionnaire to fill out instead of an automatic face-to-face interview. A man who found his mum and sister dead in a burger van in Whitstable says he intends to carry on the business. Leah Churchill and 17-year-old Brooke Wanstall are thought to have suffered carbon monoxide poisoning after turning a generator on in the vehicle last week. Brooke's brother Tyler wants to get rid of the van and replace it with a new one, but it's unclear if it'll be in the same location. A Alondis in Sittingbourne could be banned from selling alcohol after two students were found working there illegally. An immigration enforcement visit to the iWade store in Schoolmuse revealed both employees were working in excess of the allowance on their visa. Police have applied to review the shop's licence for public safety and preventing crime and disorder. We have asked the store's management for a comment. Now, a Maidstone man who's been in and out of prison after becoming addicted to heroin says having to say a final goodbye to his mum from behind bars spurred him on to turn his life around. Dan Grosset was smoking cannabis by the age of just 12 and started stealing to fund his drug habit, where the 35-year-old managed to get himself clean and started volunteering at a homeless charity in the town. He's now written about his experience to try and help others and has been telling the Kent Online podcast his story.
4: So in prison, I actually sometimes got to be the normal me. I mean, I'd put weight on, I'd be more healthier, I'd be normal, I'd read, and then as soon as I'd come back out, it'd be straight, first day out, take drugs, and then whenever my money ran out, I'd be back to committing crime. Sometimes the day I come out of prison, I'd be shoplifting that same day.
5: And um, obviously, you know, you mentioned your mum. She's your best friend. Um, and she's probably the reason why you've decided to, you know, sort of write the book and everything. What prison were you in? And when roughly did you sort of get the phone call about your mum passing away?
4: Um, I was in um, HMP Rochester. And then I spoke to my mum a few weeks after coming in. And um, she sent me a little bit of money. She said that she had a sore throat and her throat was a bit croaky. I tried ringing her um, for a few months afterwards and she didn't answer. And then one day I rang and luckily my little brother was with her and he picked up the phone. And it was lucky that I phoned her that time because literally three days later she had passed away. And if I didn't phone her, I would have never been able to say goodbye.
5: Do you believe that sort of it was that sort of moment that you decided to change your life around? Definitely. It
4: was definitely that moment because now that my mum's passed away, I realised that obviously I'm going to join her one day, you know what I mean? So I hope to um, have a positive impact on the world. While I'm here, we only get one life, we only get one chance and this is it. Yeah, it was that moment that just made me realise that I need to make something of my life.
5: I just wanted to touch on, obviously, Hungry Hearts for the Homeless. You you volunteer with them. Um, You said you used to go to them. Do you mind just sort of going over sort of what you used to do with them what you do now
4: yeah so Hungry Hearts was just really helpful keeping me on this path and kind of getting me on this path because their inspiration and their as being like role models and the support emotional support and stuff was very helpful and that was able to help me keep me on the positive path you know
5: and how long have you been working for them now volunteering
4: I believe it's definitely over a year or roughly, at least a year or so.
5: So you've been been helping others as well, which is good.
4: Yeah, that's the aim. I want my whole career, my whole future now is to be based around helping others use my experiences to help others and guide them.
3: Kent Online reports.
0: A crunch meeting tonight could decide if a Kent MP will run at the next general election. Changes to constituency boundaries in part of the county means serving members of Parliament have to face being questioned by Tory party chiefs to see if they can stand. Faversham and Mid-Kent's Helen Waitley will be interviewed tonight. It's after Ashford's Damien Green failed to secure the nomination for the new Weald of Kent seat at the weekend. The owners of a popular Whitstable restaurant that was gutted by fire. Have been threatened with eviction. The blaze tore through the fish market and crab and winkle last May. The couple who run it say they're at stalemate with the council over repair works, as the authority owns the building. Council bosses say they could start the work, but haven't been allowed access. Elsewhere, small businesses working out of a shared office space in Herne Bay have been given a month to clear their desks. Council bosses say the Neptune co-working hub on William Street has been operating at a loss, and they want to relet the building. It it in 2020 and is currently home to 30 companies. The authority admit it's been a very difficult decision. And a huge table made to celebrate the Queen's Platinum Jubilee last year is going on display at Rochester Cathedral. It was crafted from a 13-metre-long section of 5,000-year-old fossilised black oak. You'll be able to see it from next Friday. Kent Online
5: Sports.
0: One of the biggest ever shake-ups in men's football in England is being published today following a review by former sports minister Anne Chatterman and aylesford MP Tracy Crouch. A new regulator will make sure clubs have a financially sound business model and fans will get a bigger say on how things are run. It's in response to six top teams attempting to join the European Super League a couple of years ago, something you may remember happening. Former FA chairman David Bernstein says something needed to be done.
3: Owners who Perhaps the ego's carry them away or who just want to make a financial turn. We need to do everything we can to sort of stop those abuses. I think a regulator, independent, strong properly supported by legislation, should be capable of doing that.
0: And staying with football, England's women have retained the Arnold Clark Cup after beating Belgium 6-1 last night. Maidstone's Alessia Russo started for the Lionesses, who've extended their unbeaten run to 29 matches. gravesend born Laura Coombs also played earlier in the tournament. Both could now be named in the squad for this summer's World Cup. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details of the top stories direct to your email each morning to do that you need to sign up to the briefing just head to kentonline.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast